It is February 1st, 2021. Uh, it is the first of the month. Let's hope this month goes incredibly in our favor. And, you know, the only person that can control that is you. Um, I know a lot of people don't like to hear that. They believe that other people are the ones that make the decisions for them. But in essence, it's always you. So I wanted to start today's show by giving you guys a little bit of perspective, perspective in regards to time. So everyone has this remarkable idea that there's a future, that tomorrow the sun will rise and then it will set. The day begins when the light come on, the lights come on, the sun begins to shine. Uh, you know, normally, right? For those of you that are night shifters, you know how that goes. So this remarkable idea of the future gives every single person the ability for hope and the potential of what may come tomorrow. And many of you uh, that may be in bad situations, you hate the fact that there is a tomorrow. You don't want a tomorrow. Maybe you're in a pocket today that you want it to be like Groundhog Day forever. But the fact is, is that tomorrow's potential can change into whatever future you want as long as you're willing to make that change. Now, many people will say, well, there's no way. There are so many factors in what uh, the future may hold. There are so many things that uh, come into play, basically, right? They come into play um, in regards to how your future is panned out. Because there's external factors. I mean, you can only control what you have, you know, direct access to. And you might say that, you know, well, you know, those things, those external factors are, are somehow controllable by yourself. Your attitude, the way you see things, the what, the what you want is what guides your tomorrow. Life is rife with limitations. 
And many of them are just arbitrary limitations that we have, you know, uh, other limitations are malevolent, right? They're just evil, purely satanic, and through external factors. And, you know, if you see someone that uh, was, was raised in the ghetto, that had a parent, uh, you know, that constantly told them how, you know, the big man's always going to stick it to you, or, you know, you're never going to amount to anything. Uh, you're this, right? For, and then, you know, you see them, you know, 20 years later, they're in jail and you talk to them and you hear about their story, right? You hear about their story, how bad it was, how horrible their childhood was, how they were raised, how they fell into things, how they had no self-worth. And then you say, well, no wonder you turned out like that. Now, if you take that same mentality of looking at our nation right now, where we're at, you have to think of this is where we're at right now. Somebody else's fault. Have all the decisions that have been made been done by external forces that you had no control over? Not fully, right? Some may. And you know what the, 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 the funny thing is, is that many of us are reactionary. We respond to the stimuli that is out there for us. Meaning, you know, whatever someone throws at you, you respond to it. But that's not the case in the state of where you are. Let's, let's take it, let's take it to a more personal perspective. You're a parent. Let's pretend you're a parent. Okay. Let's look at it that on, on that scale. You're a parent and you have a baby and this baby, right, uh, is completely unable to fend for itself. All it can do is cry and poop on itself, right? That's all the baby can do. So you tend to it. But as that baby grows, right, uh, you start to challenge it. So the baby now can feed itself with, you know, those silicone spoons. And, you know, you see your baby struggle, right, eating, but you let it struggle because through failure, it learns. Through failure, the baby learns. So as a parent, you want your kid to succeed. You want them to be successful. But when they're four or five years old and they're struggling to get dressed, right? You're not going to, you know, dress them, right? You're going to let them struggle, put on their shoes on backwards. Yes, you're going to do all that because that is how you learn through failure. Through failure is how you learn. So as a nation, as a collective, because we were speaking individual, as a nation, we are all comprised of many people. As those of you that are watching, all those people that have been told they're the underdog, millions and millions of Americans, individuals, millions of individuals, millions. And the one thing they have in common is that they love their country. The one thing they have in common is that they want Liberty. They want to be able to work hard for something and get it. I mean, that's basically it. The pinnacle that every single person is trying to reach, that movement to always move forward, that wanting to climb that mountain. The more you climb, the more higher you get, right? And that's because they have a goal, and their goal is that to have the ability 
to not have limitations on their potential of what they want in life, right? And so if you learn by failing, then why are people today learning by listening and watching? You learn by doing. Yes, you can observe. Yes, you can read a book which will guide you and give you some fundamental knowledge. But unless you do it, then you're not doing anything, really. Because you know what? That is difficult. It's very, very difficult. It's difficult to want to put yourself in that uncomfortable situation and do something. I want you guys to think of your past 10 years, 5 years, 20 years, 30 years in the political sphere as if you were crack addicts, okay? I want you to see it like crack addicts. So what, when a crack addict decides to not be a crack addict, it's really hard. It's actually very painful for them, painful to the core. Why? Now, I've said many, many times over the years that the human mind is extremely plastic. It's constantly learning, constantly creating new neuronal pathways, thought processes, connections uh, for memory, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, many people will argue that the older you get, the less plastic you are, and that's BS. Boom. Unless you have, you know, issues with tau proteins, you know, and you have tau tangles, uh, which is high deposits of copper, which is the leading cause of dementia, Alzheimer, et cetera, then you should be fine. So think of it. If you're a crack addict, out of 24 hours in a day, the 15 hours of that day at least, you're focusing on getting your next fix, hanging out with other crack addicts, and just getting high, right? And you've been doing this for how many years? And suddenly, you don't have crack. You don't want crack. So you've got to find something to do with the other 15 hours of that day as a rehabilitated crack addict. So as someone who has been sitting there accepting whatever the news tell them, accepting whatever the billboards put in front of them, accepting whatever emails you get, campaign messages they give you, Accepting, accepting, accepting the spoon feeding part, not the, hey, you can walk, honey, come to me, come to me, boom, and you fall, but the spoon feeding part of it. So you've spent all those 15 hours of the day accepting information. Now you are told, hold on a second, um, life is hard, but you know, you did spend 15 hours just getting high on crack. Now you've got to change it. You got to do other stuff, maybe uh, do an extra load of laundry, right? Or, you know... <laughs> sweep the floor or get a job or get a job and not be high. Maybe you want to change your friends. Don't go to the bar, go to a ranch, I don't know, whatever. Think of it that way. Right now, your 15 hours of being spoon fed all the time of listening to CNN while you were doing the dishes by reading the email that's coming from the GOP, which by the way, auto delete right now, you know, you're doing your homework. You're doing your homework and that's great. And that rewiring hurts rewiring your brain actually hurts because you sever neuronal connections. This happens to addicts all the time. It really, really hurts. And what you do is you find what's more, most comfortable for you. But what's most comfortable isn't always what's right. Hold on. I want to 
This was like a train of thought. And let me find it. Experiment. I want to show it to you. There it is. I want to make this more, um, more understandable for you to see where we're at right now. There's an attention test that a lot of people have seen before. It's a test where they have the basketball team and you're focusing on selective attention, right? On who has the ball, right? I want you guys to look at this test. I want you to do this test with me. And I want you to think about it. For those of you listening on podcast, it's only a minute and 20 seconds long, and I'll discuss it. Count how many times the players wearing white pass the basketball. How many passes did you count? The correct answer is 15 passes. But did you see the gorilla? This video is from research by Daniel Simons and Christopher Shabri and is copyrighted. So selective attention. Basically, selective attention is another way to say what your aim is. See, you were so focused on whatever you wanted, what you were paying attention to see. Uh, that's all you saw. And you didn't see a gorilla passing right through all those basketball players in the white t-shirts and the black t-shirts, right? Because you were too busy on that. So you have to be careful what you aim at. And this is how things work, guys. See what you aim at. On your own personal sphere, you have to ask yourself, what is it that I want? What is it that I want? Do I want, uh, you know, what, what is it? Who are you? I know it sounds so cliche, right? Who am I, right? What do you want? I'll tell you what I do. Okay. So this weekend, I felt like I was burning at both ends. I had a lot of things to do. I had a computer that failed on me. I am working on multiple things at a time. Oh, and by the way, I just want to give a shout out to all my subscribe star you know, subscribers. I mean, I have like 200 of you, right? I simply adore you for your subscriptions because you help me keep going. And boy, did that help when I had an, uh, a type of virus and I'm still, I, I want to sequester it um, and, and see it. But apparently it was kind of like bleach bidding my hard drive. And the thing is, I don't keep anything on a hard drive on my computer. I keep them on portable ones. It I don't think anything like that exists. I'm actually going to submit it to a friend of mine that works for an antivirus company because it is the most insane thing that infected my computer. Um, it's kind of like, I'm here watching what you're doing, but since I can't report, I'm just going to eat your drive. That's basically how it responds. It cost me money, <laughs> one, and two, time. Um, and I, it's just so bizarre. I've never seen anything like that. And, and I've seen many a programs before. Um, anyway, I was burning at both ends. So as you guys know, um, my, my child in order to go to school can afford 45,000 a year to take her to a private school. So I wanted to put her in a good public school. So I rented like an efficiency somewhere in an area where it's a good school and she can actually go there herself and she won't be mandated to do vaccines or all that other jizz that um, other schools are doing. And um, so I'm in between places and I was like, well, it works. In the morning when I do my show, I'll stay in the efficiency and do my show from there. And then in the evening, you know, we'll go home, you know, when she's done with school. So I'm in between two places, which are 10 miles apart. That's a 30 minute drive because they always want to take you through the outskirts. I'm freaking out. So what do I do? I take it down to basics. 
I actually laid in my bed for like five minutes yesterday when I when I was um, uh, when my computer system was rebooting and upping um, after I did what I did to it, <laughs> and um, I sat there and I thought, all right, I can't have control of everything outside. Pretend, right? I'm. This is this is how you. This is how computers work. Just so you know, it's called housekeeping. So you sit in a room, could be your bathroom, your bedroom, and think to yourself, all right, I'm only going to focus that this is my domain only. This is how computers think. It's actually a program. So I'm letting you know, this is how you reboot yourself. And I sat there and I said, what can I do to make this space better? Now, I'll tell you, I'm one of those people that when there's chaos and there is, oh my gosh, in my drawers, on my desk, like, geez, I focused on one stupid thing. The damn extra HDMI cable that I had sitting at the back of the desk that fell down that I never picked up. And I, that came to mind. It just manifested, I need to go get that cable. And that's exactly what I did. And I felt better. And then I thought, what else can I do to make my space better for me. And I was like, oh, I always wanted to like move this lamp from there and put it over there. But should I put it over there? Will it work over there? So I just sat there focusing on stupid crap for like 10 minutes and did two, three stupid little things. Simple, stupid thing. Guys, it was like a reset. It was like a whoosh moment, right? Like, oh, that's always bothered me or I forgot about it or, or why do I say this? Because if you can focus and reset yourself on a very small space, then you can focus on the outside. And I say this with love because, you know, with Ohio, I'm gathering up all these people to claim the seats. And I know that South Carolina is working on it. To, like all the states are working on it. But the thing is that people don't know what they want. They backtrack. They're like, oh, yeah, no, that's perfect. This is great. You know, uh, yeah, we're going to take back our nation. And then like a day later, they're like, you know, on second thought, um, I don't know. And the thing is, what you need to realize is all these people around the nation that love their country, love their freedom, will hold you up. No one will sit there and drag you down. No one is going to let you fall because we're all together. Where we go one, we go all. and. We'll all fall together too. I mean, we already have. We've been living in a fog of lies. And this is why it's important to do what computers do and do that micro reset within. So the computer, what it does is it goes down to the core, kind of like, I don't want to, I don't want to get too technical. So let's just say it goes on a micro core and resets. So you understand now. Well, you're, you're understanding it, that you've been living in a fog of lies and illusion. Nothing is real. Nothing is real. Nothing is real. Everything they have told you is a lie. Everything that has been happening is a lie. They tell you quarantine. Quarantine's for the sick. It's a house arrest. They're telling you to social distance. It's isolation. I told you that in March. They have nothing out there that is truthful to you. Nothing. See. We have to repair this inadequacy. We have to fix it. Being uh, non-naive to understanding and comprehending what it is. So you know the problem. 
you are aware of it is it's an existential threat, a threat. Now, a lot of people ask, how is it, Tori, that you can do so many things at the same time? And I say things like I thrive on stress and it's wrong. It's wrong. It's just a saying. That's not how it works. How it works is you have a stressor right now. Your stressor is that you're going to be rounded up and thrown into a gulag. Your stressor, right, is going to be that you are not going to be free. Your stressor is that in 10 years, in 20 years, when you're old and sick, because you're going to cost them too much money, they'll just put you out to pasture. You will be worried about your kids and your grandkids. You know that you are a slave. You've realized that you know the stressor, you know the problem. So here's how human beings take on stressors. They um, take it on as something that came to them involuntary or they take it on as voluntary. So you lose your job, you lose your house, you lose your wife, you lose your kids, you lose your freedom, you lose your guns, you lose everything. That's all involuntary because other people are in control to an extent because you can control them right now. In a week, two weeks, a month, two months, you probably would not. You have the power now, now. So what do you do? Do you take it as an involuntary stress? If you take it as an involuntary stress, you're going to be depressed. You're going to be aggressive. You're going to fall into self-preservation. Well, I want my job. Yeah, you know, I don't know. On second thought, I don't think I want this position because it's too much for me, uh, too much on me. Or mm, That's involuntary acceptance of a stressor. A voluntarily one, someone that takes it voluntarily, and that's how I do it, is like, that's what's up. Let's do this. It's a challenge. If you look at every single crappy event in your life as a challenge, boy, does the world look different. The world looks different because you have to understand <laughs> it's a game. It's a game of life. You, the way you approach things is what the outcome will look like. If you're a person that says, you know, this happened to me, I, I'm depressed. I'm just going to curl up in a ball and do nothing. If you are depressed, oh no. Like for example, Massachusetts. Guys, did you know that in 2019, their own legislature removed the right for a cue warrant in the state and nobody was watching? Whose fault is it? Whose fault? Huh? It's about your aim. You didn't see the gorilla, did you? Because no one paid attention. Now, you don't have to sit there and accept things involuntarily. You can say, all right, I'm going to make you my bitch. I think I said it to someone a while back, retweeted it a couple times. They didn't get it because that's what you do. You eat things for lunch. You eat chaos for lunch. So be careful what you aim at. A lot of people aim at focusing on specific people and what they say rather than themselves. Whatever you aim at, it'll manifest because you're focusing your attention. Now, there are external factors at play, right? But you can control that too. You need to take the reins. Remember, in, in back in 1999, I had told you that I was part of a meeting with a lot of top brass. And what they called the project is Project Reins. You can't have people picking out their own leaders. That would lead to chaos. So what did they do? They took the reins. They hijacked the minds of people to have them accept their way. And what I saw at the elevator was a woman that lives in my building. I, I think she's a, she's a nurse. 
And um, she was wearing a mask in the building, waiting for the elevator. So I walk up next to her, waiting for the elevator too, and she steps back six feet because I wasn't wearing a mask. And I thought to myself, completely, and these are the people that are taking care of other people. These are the people that are perpetuating. See, they don't go for stupid people. They go for naive people. Naive and stupidity are different. One's about ignorance, right? One is about in ignorance, you know, and it's not the fault. When you have kids, you tell your kids the truth is the best policy. You tell your kids the world is your oyster. You were told as a child you could do everything, right? Because have you been told that as a kid? But then what happens? What happens when your kid realizes that the whole world is, is a fog of illusion. What happens? You catch a kid lying, right? They start to realize that in order to play the game, you can't be honest, right? They start to see what it is and how it is for what it is naked. They know. Kids know. You knew. You knew that life is a lie. And your parents didn't tell you that. You learned it. Your parents didn't sit you down and say, look, boy, you can't, right? That's what, right? Well, Nobody tells you that. Nobody has that conversation with you, right? Ever. But kids realize that it's an illusion. They realize that truth is never welcome because it is so simple. It is so raw and irrefutable that truth is not what people respond to. They respond to social norms. They respond to what the world says is normal. Think about it. There is no real truth. Nobody wants truth. They have no choice right now because it's all coming to the surface. Like my granddad told me when I spent eight hours in the sea, hey, don't go pooping in there. It's going to float. Poop always floats. He told me that. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget that. But one thing that I want you guys to know for this month is that you learn by failure. You don't learn by listening to people. You focus your aim where you want it to be. What's your aim? I want to live in a free country. I want to have the ability to have a gun. I want my kid to go to the best schools because damn, my tax dollars pay for it. I want to be able to have incredible health care. I am aiming to grow, to grow. And I do not accept limitation. You know what the antidote to any limitation is? Truth. That's it. Truth. And how do you know what's true? You seek things that make you happy. You listen to your gut or what they call impulses. Don't be impulsive. Why not? <laughs> why not? I mean, if it's really bad, why not? Don't be impulsive. Our mind enslaves us with our higher processes, reason, self-preservation. It enslaves us. We stop, we stop listening to that inner voice. But I'll tell you what, like a phoenix, right? A phoenix does something and then burns itself to a crisp because of a mistake. And it doesn't just burn to ashes and go away, right? It rises through the ashes. It's all about transformation. To transform a human being, you have to let them fail. If you have failure, then you learn from that failure and you move up. It's remarkable, this idea of the future. Everybody understands that it's malleable, that you could change it, and your attitude increases the possibility of the future to be perfect or not. Life is rife with limitations, but there is no tragedy in your existence. There is no problem with it. So when you're faced with a question, don't sit and tweet nice things and say, you know, really patriotic stuff. Do it. Do it. How are you going to, how are you going to fix something if you're sitting by? Now, many people will be like, well, I'm sick. I can't. So you participate in other ways, but I'm telling you, there's tons of people across the nation that have signed up for this. 
you know, let's do it. Let's put the Q Warren in. Let's take the seat. Let's rock America. Let's show them who's boss. And then they're just like, yeah, um, you know, it might cause me problems. I, I, I had um, one person reach out to me and say, look, I really, in, in, in a state that's not really active, I want to do this. I'm in XYZ state. But you know what my problem is, is that I had like a really crappy marriage. I was a drunk. I, I'm not anymore. I mean, obviously, I don't have a career anymore, but, you know, I work. I have a job as, as long as I can. It's been really hard. Um, I'm just worried that people are going to crucify me. And it's like, dude, that is exactly who we need in office. This is who we need. Real people, people that have failed, people that have failed and have risen and have learned. Were you a carjacker when you were a kid? Great. You should be there. Were you a person that had like 150 failed marriages? Great. Do it. Were you a person that has the crappiest credit because you suck at managing money? Look, that's great. And I know you're not going to be able to manage all our money, but you'll be our voice because you'll see it from that perspective. I want it. That's the type of people we need in office. We don't need cookie cutters. We don't need footballers like Gonzalez because he really dropped the fucking ball on that one, right? Who voted for him? He said all the nice things and that clown voted to impeach the president. Why do we need that? Do we need lawyers? No. People were asking. What qualifications do I need to be a state senator or a state representative? None. You've got to be a citizen and a resident in that state. Period. That's all. You are in control. The thing is, are you willing to be uncomfortable? Because I'll tell you what, I'm in a really uncomfortable situation myself. I am super uncomfortable. Like, beyond uncomfortable. And yet... I'm churning ahead. Why? Because that's what people do. They move forward. They move forward. They don't ask for permission to move forward. They do it. That's what we do. We aim to grow. We aim for things. And this is what we need to be doing is aiming. Not only that, using discernment. So you can discern. I have for three years been arming my listeners with the tools to see things. See the hacks, see the lies, see the psyops, and push it forward. These are critical and very, very important to know. Tulsi Gabbard. I wrote an article about her. I don't know if it survived on Tori Says. I'll look after the show. But I did write an article about her because she had no real position. Was she left? Was she right? Where the wind blows, right? And now she's saying all the right things. So people are focusing on her kind of like Cruz is saying all the right things. So people focus on him. Look at Mark Levin. What the fuck is he saying? Been telling you what a clown he is. But anyway, you need to see what your goals are. What you need to do is reflect and say, what do I want? I want a nice job. I want a nice home. I want to have health care. I want my kids to be healthy. I want them to have a great education. All right. Great. Now that I know what I want, what do I have to do to achieve that? What do I have to do to achieve that? Every single one of you should be asking yourself, what do I have to do to achieve that? Well, in order to have a job, my country needs to be at the position to be able to have jobs. But right now they're shipping them overseas. I'm not very happy with that. Why am I getting some guy in the Philippines and India being my customer service when it could be an American? That's number one. Are you an American company or not? So racist. No, it's not. Those are jobs that could go to you. 
Why can't you sit at home and take phone calls for 15 hours a day? But the Indian guy gets to do it. I'm just saying. So that's number one, because that's the external factor. See, the internal factor, the you factor is applying for the job or having the qualifications or going out and getting it. The external factor is, is there a fucking job that I can apply for? So who makes those jobs? Our nation does. So that's number one. I want a good house. I want a great neighborhood, you know, safe and everything. Okay. So your internal is having the money to get it, rent it, buy it, whatever. Right. But what's the external factor? The poverty. Do we have this here? Do we have that? Do they have potholes? Do they have sidewalks? What about the schools? How are they spending the money in that district? That leads down to your government. I want to have great health care. Well, Let's see. That's you going to the doctor because uh, I get yelled at a lot about that. You never go, but you go to the doctor, right? When you're sick, you do checkups, right? And then you pick your doctor. That's what your job is. What is the job of those that are in politics to make sure that they don't drive up costs to make sure that you have access to healthcare. If they're getting easements because they're covering your area and they're like, yeah, we're getting like a tax write off of 20 million. Cause we have a clinic here and we serve this big area, but they only have one freaking doctor not doing it. So legislators should be fixing it. Your mayor should be fixing it. Your city council should be fixing it. Right? So there's that. So as what I'm trying to point out to you is you may sit there and think I'm comfortable. Now I have a job in a house. My kids go to school. I don't want trouble. That's called being of a China because in the end that job will not exist. If you have the wrong people in office, that home will be a shithole. If you have the wrong people in office, your kids, their school will be crap. It'll be online, right? <laughs> online or non-existent because of the people that are in office. Again, your primary goal is to have all these things. And you're only looking at the internal factors of you getting up and applying for a job, you working, you buying a house, saving money, right? Taking your kids to school every morning, making sure they do their work. Fuck that. That's not what helps you, right? Because there won't be a job if the people in office don't let there be jobs. You won't have a nice home if they decide that they're going to put a factory right next to you or some power grid or, you know, 20 million people that are in gulags next to you or anything. You have no control over that. Your school you have no control over that either. If your school council, your mayor, your governor decide that they're putting a school with one teacher in it, suck it. That's all you get. That's all you get. Because what you don't understand is those things that you consider external factors or involuntary stressors are actually direct stressors from you because you haven't done your job to see this is what I want. But in order to achieve it, I have to control the outside supposed factors to my wants. The only way you can make jobs is by having the right laws. The only way that you have a good school is by making sure that your tax money is spent correctly and teachers are hired and trained correctly, not through this teach America bullshit where they put them through Yungo of the UN and they're teaching. They were telling my daughter to feel bad for having white skin. That's the book she got in English to read. Damn, not in this school. 
previous one. That's not the kind of education I want. I don't want a teacher teaching a kindergartner how to play with themselves and pleasure themselves sexually. That's disgusting. But you know what? Oh, what can I do? Yeah, you're absolutely doing nothing. So now you're at that point where you have the ability to do something, but you don't want to get uncomfortable because you're comfortable now. You will not be comfortable later. So why not take charge of it? This is what you have to do. Like this Q warrant isn't like, oh, let's have elections. This is like, I'm replacing you, dude. See ya. Other people are like, I'm really satisfied with the person in my position. I don't care if you are. We still need to remove them. The elections were illegal. Get it? Everything was illegal. Get it? And if they're really good guys, go let them run later. Right now you're taking their spot because they illegal took office. I don't care how good they are. Stop making excuses as to why you don't want to do something. Excuses are just part of yourself to make you feel better. Because I'm telling you, while you're like, oh, I just want my job. Your job won't be here tomorrow if you don't make sure that there is a job there for you. Oh, but if you speak up, they do something, you know, and they make you go in the corner or they put a red X on you. Who's they? A handful of people? With what? Your TV, your media, are they too big for you? No one's too big for you. This is where you dust it off and say, all right, I'm going to make you my bitch. You don't tell me what to do. You don't tell me how to do. Because right now, a bunch of people in the United States who probably thrive on drama, oh my God, I'm going to die. And this is so exciting going outside with a mask thinking that I'm going to die. <laughs> there are people like that, legit. But think about it. They've house arrested you. House arrested you. They've pushed you to shop online so they could see what you like to eat and what you don't. They're making you stay away from people, not even letting you have Christmas and Thanksgiving because they said so. How, what, what do you need? Do you need them to chain your feet in your hands so you can realize what's happening? They stole your elections right under your nose and you sat there. Now, a lot of you be like, I didn't sit there. I went down to DC. Dude, huh? you bring it back up. And this is exactly how tell you what you saw the EAC they knew I was coming oh you know they put out a notification how 2018 2019 there was no fucking COVID so anyone elected during that time illegal invalid illegal invalid we have a congressionally passed wake up people and for those of you sitting on the sidelines well you know that say I want to do it but I don't want to do it it's up to you you're going to be writing everybody else's coattails you're going to be hating the fact that other people are doing it and you're sure nobody cares you just have to turn up because if you turn up you manifest with chaos that their own tv doesn't even know what's going on did you guys oh uh, you probably i don't know if you guys saw this but you're watching a movie and what you need to realize is that this movie this game of life that you're playing there's other people writing all the lines for you when they shouldn't you're the damn script writer do it listen to this script writing this caught them with their pants down didn't it to begin with you and we're all about to see something for the first time we have what i'm told is the first video uh exclusive video out of this meeting today uh between mccarthy and trump uh will watch it and react on the other side you complete me i just i just you had me at hello hello that is uh going to be of the uh laughing 
Oh, you complete me. You had me at hello. Lovers, I love you. They were trolling us. Well, I mean, how does uh, the trolling work when you lose? Doesn't. See, that's how cocky they are. That was passive aggressive. For those of you that may not have interpreted, it was hilarious. <laughs> that was funny. But think about it. That was passive aggressive. I want you to hear what Elizabeth Warren, who I told you they were going to run with that movie that had a bumper sticker about Warren and Harris 2020. Remember, I had said this, I think it was like 20, the beginning of 2019, before she even threw her hat in the race. They had created a movie in 2018 that actually had a bumper sticker, Warren Harris 2020, just so you know. They've turned this stock market not into a place where you get capital formation to support businesses, but more into a casino. We need a market that is Robin Hood and this sort of activity. Activity feeds the perception that there is, in effect, a bifurcated level for the big boys and that they're going to sit out. And that's a problem because we have a pretty big retirement crisis in this country. People aren't investing and they're not investing enough. And when we see this sort of volatility in stocks where the fundamentals are horrific, and that's what we're talking about with respect to GameStop, that it causes investors to say, you know what, I'm not going to dip my toe in the water and do what we know they have to do, which is invest so we don't have this retirement crisis. Elon Musk on Twitter, let's put it up on the screen for you. He says, you can't sell houses you don't own. You can't sell cars you don't own, but you can sell stock you don't own. This is BS. Shorting is a scam legal only for vestigial reasons. Does he have a point, Andrew? No, he doesn't. There's a very good reason why investors should be allowed to short stocks. There's a reason for it. But in the same sense, hedge funds have been abusing shorting of stocks for a very long time. And if you think about the carnage caused by these hedge funds, I think that's why so many people are so happy that these small investors are doing what they're doing. The Gilded Age robber barons have been crushed, right? And they've been crushed by the small investor who traditionally has been the gum on the bottom of the shoe for Wall Street. So shorting is okay. But when you're talking about manipulation of stocks related to shorting, that's where we get into problems. We're nearly out of time, Andrew. But what's your advice to a little guy who may be watching thinking, oh, I'm going to jump into it this week? Don't do it. Just say no. <laughs> like Nancy Reagan would say, stay out and let this craziness pass. Andrew Stoltman, we thank you for your time and your analysis. Have a great week, sir. Anytime. Thank you. Okay. Now let's see another analysis of someone I really uh, enjoy listening to, even though I'm like, why are people listening? Not him, but why are people listening to to Brits? What business do they have in our business? I'm just saying. What insiders do they have that you don't have? You have direct access to the OGs. Huh? Huh? But for some reason, other people know more, you know, nobody asks like, okay, well, how do you, how, how, how do you have that? How do you, how do you have that access? Like nobody asks them that? No, one, no one, nobody, no need to ask those questions. How do you have that access to the information? How, how do you, how do you do that? Nobody asks that question ever. Lobbyists who are former officials from the, for the finance industry. Then she goes to work for them. Now she's back regulated. Let's all sit and think about this that Congress has, that the federal government has, that amalgamated bank has. <laughs> You'll see a lot of them make a crap ton of money of shorting stock. They're selling things they don't own because you know what? They're the people that have designed this game and you have voluntarily decided to play it. Therefore, you have no say when you say, well, wait a minute, I'm the game player. You're not. I move, you know, I roll my dice and I move my piece. But in essence, they've been rolling the dice for you, right? 
They have. And they've been moving your piece regardless of what the dice says too. They just, it's their game. You're not allowed to be in it. So this was the most incredible operation against them because they lost a lot of money. Remember, I didn't, in passing, we we could go, you know, when she was getting confirmed, I was like, I'd be yelling about yelling, but she's going to be yelling and oh, look at her yell. It is getting really interesting because a lot of people say, well, I'm not buying this and I'm boycotting that. Well, listen, your supermarkets, your coffee, all those things are available to you because you made it happen. They need to understand that they don't exist without you. By not buying things, you're hurting yourself because you're not getting the anemones that your tax dollars have been relieving them. But what you can do is, is ensure that you get them in other ways and you make him see it your way. You are the consumer. They depend on you. But see, a consumer industry, right, is driven by the consumer normally, but it's not here. The media is driving you. Your politics are driving you. Your university professors that are being paid by those consumer industries and the media are driving you. The advertising's driving you. Your neighbor's driving you. Everybody's driving Miss Daisy, except for Daisy herself, and she's got all the licenses. You're the one that should be at the wheel, not anybody else. And this was a way to drive the car and say, yeah, well, let's see how you like being $121 billion down. 300 times. This is how you do it. You have to know when to strike. And this is why I said, many of you are sitting there in 10 days. He's destroyed everything. Killed the pipeline, made EpiPen super expensive. Diabetics have to pay a fortune for their medicine. Wants to put Obamacare back. How do you stop it? You're sitting there with your hands folded in your lap, waiting for some guy with a staff to walk down a mountain and tell you what to do. Damn it. Pull up your big boy and big girl pants. Let's do this. Could you imagine how their heads will spin? Regardless, like I said, this quo warranto that we're doing in Ohio and South Carolina and Tennessee and everywhere that they may be, what it's going to do, it's going to shock the system. That's why I said we're not filing them till next Monday. Next Monday. All at the same time at the Supreme. All at the same time. We don't want to one by one, all of them, boom. That brings a shock to the system. You coordinate it correctly. You coordinate your response correctly. You have to be patient. And time is always on your side when you're working for the good. And you're going to watch up from today for the next two weeks. It's going to be the slowest two weeks. Now, last time I had told you, hey, you know, this day got boots, concrete boots on, and time's going to move slow. This time dilation is going to be huge. You're going to feel it. This morning, it was moving fast. But just tonight, you're going to see the boots drop. Why? Have you seen what's going on around in the world? In Lebanon, they're torching places because they're being put into house arrest. Speak the quarantine as it is. It's a freaking house arrest. Myanmar, now the military is in control out there. It is going insane. The world is going crazy. Tonight, they're not concrete, but we're talking anchors of the Nimitz on those boots of time. You're going to see how slow it moves. You're going to see how slow it moves because this is where they're anticipating your response. They know it's coming because nothing can stop what's coming. Why they're investigating why the stock went up is because this is one of the few times where the stock goes up at the expense of the billionaire class and of the hedge fund 
industry in particular who have made strategic donations year after year after year. They've prepared exactly for this moment, for whenever there is a natural check in the system against them, that they can use their power in tech, in media and in government in order to shut that threat down. So what do we do about this? Because it seems to me that, you know, on, on the one hand, there's an argument that actually it's good to have people in government who know what they're talking about, who've got experience with the private sector. But when it becomes as corrupt as this kind of complete Washington swamp revolving door, that just feeds the kind of populism that we're seeing, and rightly so. Well, Steve, no, you're right, which is that, look, saying that people who've worked in the industry can't serve is, is I generally think is ridiculous, but we need to have much more stringent standards about our public life mm-hmm. and scrutiny on people. What Did we have any conversation about Janet Yellen's Wall Street speeches while she was being confirmed? No, absolutely not. Do we have any conversation about, you know, Biden's deputy chief of staff's literal co-founded a lobbying firm with his brother-in-law and now or with his brother, I'm sorry. And now his brother is representing almost every Fortune 500 company in America. These oh, are, right. you know, That's maybe outrageous. Exactly. Right. I'm, and these are stories that appear, you know, in the backfold of the New York Times. But no, they're not actually elevated to the level that they need to by many people in the mainstream media and others who need to talk and highlight about how this impacts very real policy in your and my lives. Yeah, and part of it is that those same people who host a lot of these shows on CNN and whatever, they're you know they're going out to the sort of swamp dinner parties. Maybe not now; it's the virus. They're doing it on Zoom or whatever. But you know that that social circle, of everyone all in it together, the ruling elite. That's really what drives all this. And you're exactly right. We need to highlight it. Thank you, Saga. We'll see you a bit later. Thanks, Steve. All right. So as you see, they're a little bit upset that they've all lost some money. All of them are upset. All of them. So we're going to shift a bit in our gears and focus on what's to come. In the meantime, I'm going to play this this video that um, some guy put together. I have to show it to you, though because he's put some really good um, graphics in it. For those of you that um, can't see the graphics because you're listening to me on iHeart or iTunes, uh, it's it's just he's, he's putting the words out that he's stating. How's that? So I'll see you guys in just a bit. I am going to fill my coffee cup and let's get this show on the road. Hey, bitch, you and Doris, they red, China, Johnny, Ray, South Pacific, Walter Winchell, Joe, to marry you. Joe McCarthy, Richard Nixon, Studer, Baker, Television, North Korea, South Korea, Maryland, on road. Rosenberg's H-Bomb, Sugar Ray, Pendle, John Brando, the king and I, and the catcher in the rat. Eisenhower vaccine, England's got a new queen. Marciano, Liberace, Satyra, goodbye. We didn't start the fire. It was always burning since the world's been turning. We didn't start the fire. Oh, no. We didn't start the fire, but damn, fires are good sometimes, right? We've said that before on air (laughs) many, many times. I didn't want to set the world on fire, but fires are what bring ashes. And through ashes, you fertilize the soil and you rise up. Because what you don't realize is that we are literally writing history right now. Every day of your life, every second that is to come is history after another second. And while President Trump identified for us what we wanted, He put in words things that we wanted to say and just couldn't find it, right? Because he was just like you and me. Like I've said to many people in pocket chats that are 
uh, filing cue warrants, uh, you know, to remove illegally obtained public office positions. Nobody cares what you've done. I want you to be broken. I want you to have been a carjacker. Maybe you got caught with weed. Maybe you've failed at your businesses. Maybe you've had a million divorces. Those failures are what make you you. And that is how you learn. You do not learn just by reading books, watching people, cheering people on, listening to them. You learn by doing. Just like when you were a kid and you were four and you learned that how to put shoes on correctly because you walked out of the house a few times with the wrong shoe on the foot and everyone's like, damn, and they started laughing at you, right? Or when you struggled to put your shirt on for the first time or when you struggled as, you know, a toddler to feed yourself, you would put it up your nose, right? These are all mistakes we have to make. Your parents love you. That's why they sacrifice you to try everything. Now, in perspective as your nation, you have neglected it. You're claiming you want a job. Well, yeah, you have the power to get that job. You learn the skills, you apply for it, you go. But who ultimately creates that job? It's your nation. It's the people you elect. If your city decides, right? If your city decides to not give easements to businesses to come to your city or your state, doesn't say, hey, Walmart, you're going to come open up here. Guess what? You're not going to pay any real estate tax, you know, on your, on your, on your, um, on your big, huge warehouse, because you're going to create 500 jobs for my citizens. So I'm going to do that for you. I'm not going to make you pay property tax, right? Because I want you to come here. I want to create the environment so you can create those jobs. So Sally, who's sitting at home can say, you know what? I could get a part-time job at Walmart around the corner. That's how you create jobs with your leadership. And your leadership has let you down. Why? Because you've accepted them as cookie cutters. Oh, he's like really famous. He's a great lawyer. And he's in. No, we don't need lawyers. When you're in office, right? When you're in office and you could be high school educated, you could be a dropout or you could be a PhD, right? Nobody cares. Bottom line is there are people there paid to dumb shit down for you. So it makes sense. Don't let anyone tell you, well, I need qualification. No, you don't. I mean, it would be nice if you could read, but we can have someone read it to you. You're just the person representing the people. And as long as you have the cojones to stand up, that's what counts. Remember when I played that interview of Senator Kramer and I I love Kevin. I love him. I, I stump for him. I am. Whoa. I adore him. I've met the man in person many times. I consider him a friend when he said, well, I don't know how I'm going to vote. I mean, the people elected me to vote with my good conscience. No, we didn't. We voted for you to do what we say, not what you think is good for us. Yes. Not what you think is good for us. Leaders don't vote. You have a door that I told you guys about in 2019 that anonymizes your vote. So what do we have? We have software of the actual operation of the system to count the ballots. And we have the hardware, the box itself, which, by the way, if you remember correctly, was a where everything needs an up in Georgia's website, in my computer, foreign. And as you know, the EAC now has put out uh, on their uh, website a notification because Pro V, which is one of the two people that are supposedly accredited says, well, you know, we're applying for recertification, which is weird, right? Because they didn't have any in the previous ones, but they put something in there saying, well, if there is a pandemic or pandemic, we all know, we call it like it is, all right? This is just the corporations registering more data about you. They're locking you in your house. They're seeing who's defiant. They're trying to recognize you in alternate ways to help their facial recognition. 
you know, they're, they're, they're making you not like people. They're making you isolate yourself from people. They're locking you in your house illegally. They're telling you you're quarantining when you don't need to quarantine. In the state of Ohio, DeWine thinks that the flu comes out, you know, at 10 p.m. up until the morning. So there's a, a mandatory go home at 10 o'clock at night. And apparently the virus only exists when you're walking in a restaurant, not when you're sitting down. It's the most bizarre thing. Or when you're at the airport, they're like six feet apart, six feet apart. But yet I was on a flight on Southwest and I had the dude's thigh on mine. So much for social distancing, right? I'm just saying like, it's bizarre and people are not looking at the fact. The truth is raw, it's irrefutable. Hence why Ohio being the first state next Monday, us filing these quo warrants, the Q warrants, quo warrantos. Here's basically the bare bones of it. XYZ is holding public office. XYZ is holding public office illegally. According to the Congressionally Act passed, this had to happen. Here's the documentation that every state signed on to. Here is the state law that says that they are abiding by the HAVA Act. So nobody tell mm, someone's going to be like, where is that? Well, I got it because they scrubbed that. I've been doing this for 10 years, more than 10 actually. Dropping little hints, got with Arlen Specter, a couple other them, Lindsey Graham, one day, one day, one day. Because you know, when you get angry, you get sloppy. So here's what we're doing. That's all we're doing. We're going to remove them and demand their seat. They're legally, that's it. Here are the facts. The Supreme Court judge will see the facts. He will request a response to have it go through. You know, the other guy could say why he didn't illegally take the position. Show me where the certificates are. Show me how, you know, everything else that came out was correct. Show me why we're using this company. Why are we using foreign software companies? Why are we using CIDL? Why are we moving things overseas? Why, why, why? Answer the question. These are facts, raw. And this is going to the Supreme Court. It doesn't go to the district court. So Supreme Court judges can't sit there and say, well, I'm just going to dismiss it. Uh, there's no remedy for that like that. Therefore, everybody in that position elected in 2017 out there that are still still currently registered with the Bar Association because you have to be registered with the Bar Association. He didn't do shit. Remove them all. I don't care if you like the guy in your district that's representing you. He's still there illegally. For those that are coming back to me saying, you know, I did sign up for this, but I don't want to. Think again. But you're doing it because you're standing for something. Remember, you have to sit down in a quiet room and think, who am I? What do I want? And if what you want is a job, what you want is a good home, what you want is access to healthcare, what you want is your kids to be happy and go to a good school, well, you could do everything right. But in the end, it's the people you elect that create the jobs. It's the people you elect that fill those schools and create those schools. It's the people that you elect that create your neighborhoods and superimpose things on you and drive up prices, right? It's the people you elect that create what you want in the first place. So why would you not want to take control of something that you can take control of. Because like I said, the higher processes of our brain are there to enslave us and talk of talk us out of everything. Again, you are in charge of that as long as you can be in charge of that. I'm surprised they didn't just make a motion to get rid of the constitution or he didn't say by executive order, <laughs> God, please, please. I am not speaking this into existence. Please forgive me that I'm saying this. But, you know, Biden can also say that the Constitution is now going under presidential review because he doesn't agree with it. He could do that if he wants to. I mean, Congress is his and who in the Senate's going to fight? So right now you have the opportunity to take the reins. They created Project Reins to take the reins of other nations, then brought that weapon over here and were using it against us so they could take the reins 
of your choices, your elected officials, your jobs, your homes, your access to health care, your kids' school, everything, your right to free speech, your right to gun rights, your right to privacy. They took it all away because you let them. So again, if you're sitting in your quiet room and you want that nice job, you want that nice house, you could do everything right. You could go to school. You could get the best education. You could save up money. You could go and apply for the job, right? You do it all nice, looking all good and stuff, walking in there. (laughs) But the job won't exist if the elected people you have in office don't make it so that job exists. This is the problem. So when I hear someone saying, well, I don't want any trouble. You know, I don't want to lose my job. Dude, at one point, you will not have a choice. Right now, you're in charge. You have to see you're in charge. And this is why we're doing this. And this is a win-win situation, guys. The Supreme Court judges can't just say no, right? (laughs) Or say, I'm not looking at this. They have to respond. They have to respond. And they have to respond with an answer. There's no yes or no. They they have to respond. It's laid out in your state's constitution, except for Massachusetts, where they've fucked you completely, and they've removed that right, which is one of the oldest English, inherited from England, laws in place. Even India has it. Yeah, Indian. That's why we had a lot of Indians on those videos, right, talking about the writs, because the Indians have it. But wait a minute. The Indians now are no longer going to have money. They're all going to have digital currency, if you guys heard. So they're going to be wiped out. So, so much for their constitution, right, to think. But this is where Scotusgate begins. It's on the 6th that it begins. And I'm telling you, they're already starting preemptively. Like, I'm getting a lot of messages. I'm totally ignoring them <laughs> from people. Tori, what are you doing? From people that are in Senate, in Congress, around the nation. And I'm like, mind your business. You're going to be removed too. But I did. It doesn't matter. It's still illegal. But I'm a good. It doesn't matter. Still illegal. And you should be totally fine with that if you're a real patriot. That's what's up. Because people, you know, I got a message the, yesterday for Ohio. Hey, this person in this district is really good. I mean, maybe we could leave them alone, you know, because no, it's still illegal. You can't say it's illegal, but we're okay with that person illegally taking public office. Be straight. Be fair. You got to burn it all to the ground to rise up like a phoenix, right? There you go. You got it all out. While other people are looking at grand juries and whatnot, here's where we get an answer. If the judge, here's the two scenarios, guys. The judge says, damn, this is irrefutable evidence. Do you have anything to answer that, Mr. Joe Schmo of District Schmo Schmo? And he says, uh, here's a certificate. Let's pretend he manifests a certificate. Can we get the validity of that certificate, where it was made, paper trail, all that stuff? Okay. Can you show me how the Ohio Constitution, you guys said, according to Ohio statute, blah, 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 blah. Did you do this? And he answers. And he's like, you said that the elections were fine. Sidney Powell's cases were thrown out. Nobody gives a shit. What happened on a federal level? We're talking Ohio, man. We're not talking executive. We're talking Ohio. Speak again. Look at the facts. Answer facts, sir. Do you have a certificate? Do you have proof that the state of Ohio abided by the rules that they made themselves under a congressionally passed act? Yes or no? Uh, no, but see, we've, uh, it's common process. What's the law say? Now, at that point, the judge has two things that they could do. One, in favor of me, who's just contested Joe Schmo's position, says, Joe Schmo, I'm sorry, but Tory's right. 
she's now the district Shmoshmo uh, representative. See ya. That's one, right? To simplify. The other thing is the judge could do something pretty awesome too. Oh, sorry, Tori. I know you want to do this. Kind of sounds straw man to me, but he can't really say that because this is a congressionally passed act. That means the judge, that means the judge has to rule in a box. That answer should be with us within three to 20 something days, 20 days, something like that, that they, that we get a response. Now, obviously they're going to be overwhelmed because it's, you know, a hundred plus core warrantos they're going to get, but they're all going to be cookie cutter. Like I said, I'm going to be putting all the documentation together and it's going to be so simple. It's not going to be onerous. It's going to be simple based on these facts. One, two, three, here's the annex with all the evidence. Thank you very much. And for reference, we're going to be putting in this, 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 this. It's going to be cookie cutter. And all you have to do, fellow Ohioan, is put, I, Tori Maris, am claiming district seat 10 from this tool named Terrence. I'm not going to do it, though. I don't want to be in politics. I, I don't. I mean, I would probably take Mayor Jackson's position in Cleveland just to make it more patriotic and because his grandson beat someone with a tire iron and got away with it and then months later got pulled over by the cops and dragged the cop for almost half a mile attached to his car and then on a high-speed chase and still didn't go to jail. But anyway, I digress. That's all you're going to have to do. Your name, this is the district, Legally took it because fact, 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 fact. And now, again, we are bringing to the Supreme Court a congressionally act, a congressionally passed act. Congress passed this in 2002. This isn't something, you know, superficial. This is a congressional act. And how he rules will then set precedent for all other congressionally passed acts, you know, kind of like uh, Obamacare, which they signed and then read, you know, and this is where the power goes to the people. So they're going to be in a pretty big pickle because remember, DeWine's family member is actually a justice in the Supreme Court. So this will be fun, but it's going to be a bit of a pickle, real big pickle. Do we remove all these rhinos and people that we have fixed in positions and we know everything about? with these loose cannons of citizens that want to take, <laughs> take control of their state? Or do we say that a congressionally passed act doesn't carry water in our state? That's the box we just put them in. That's the box that we just put them in. Either they allow the average man and woman to lead their districts, or they have to say that a congressionally passed act carries no water. So if you win your seat in the district, you and that's where the party starts. So this is why it's important to take control of this. And this is why it's important to do it now, because you have time now. This was the right time. Could have done it last year. Could have done it at the beginning of March. Could have done it in 2018 when I knew they were going to release this bioweapon. We could have done it in 2019. 2018 I knew. 2019 we definitely knew. Because at a governor's association meeting, Bill Gates was there talking about pandemics, And then they all had a party at Bezos' house in Washington, D.C. All of them. So weird. Almost like they planned it. <laughs> I mean, when you realize that corporations are selecting your presidents, when you realize that corporations are the ones selecting your state and federally elected, selected, selected, selected representatives, right? They realize that you've been wearing chains you can't see. And for those of you claiming different, 
You have to remember, where is that, you know, that point that you're like, all right, that's enough. You're not allowed to speak. You're not allowed to lift your head. You've been locked in your house for your own safety of people that know best. The same people that gave kids AIDS, the same people that have been wishy-washy on numbers, the same people that are trying to convince you that for over a decade, they've been 2.5 million on average deaths in America a year. But now 2020 was different, even though the numbers were up and about the same. The fact that you're like, hey, no deaths from the flu virus. It's just COVID. Uh, cured it. Cancer's down. Heart attacks are down. Damn. That's the thing. I mean, all the other nations across the world are fighting right now. You have fighting legit fighting right now. We have Biden starting wars. <sighs> what he did in Iraq. Damn. And what he's doing up in Ukraine with Russia. Damn. They just want to fill their pockets with money and take us to war. And then what? Media is going to say, oh, it was inevitable. It was because of Trump that we went to war, even though Trump never took us to war. He's still my president. And I know he's still yours. And he is every American's president. And just like their federal employees, this is why they're removing people, you see, on loyalty. Do you know why? Because all this time for the past four years, there have been people in very high positions within the federal government that did not answer to President Trump, who was their boss, but they answered to Barack Hussein Obama. We caught them on Zoom calls and nobody wanted to report it earlier on, which would have avoided this whole shit show of a situation. But we had Ali Akbar, right, playing defense for them, who's definitely going to jail. I told him that in March. I already know what's up. I'm sending my report. Fuck off. Leave this nation alone. This is not your hunting ground. The minute he found a moment of weakness after Shadowgate, when Millie got arrested for doing what? Exposing who the real maneuverers are. He went ham. And with that ham, nobody wanted to report that we had them recorded on Zoom calls discussing a federal coup. None of them wanted to report how they had organized. And I was in D.C. telling every single person that worked in the administration, you idiots, stop fighting the election results. Stop fighting the ballots. Stop fighting with the damn suitcases. Nobody cares. Even if Schiff in his own body, on camera, on his own account, was sitting there feeding it ballots. No one would give a shit. They're taking the elections, period. Hit them where it hurts. Hit them with the law. Hit them with the basics. Guess what? No, 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 we're moving with this because everybody thinks this is the right thing to do. Leonardo, have you guys read the affidavit? Damn, that was a psyop on the nation. It was all bullshit. If I'm going to intercept a signal and manipulate numbers, I'm not going to use a satellite. Satellites are like donkeys in the internet realm. I'm going to tell you where it came from. The United States. Where did it ping from? Prague. That's what's up. All you have to do is pay attention. But you know what? They look at the people that you have created into gods. For those of you that have taken my advice and watched the American God show. It's not advice. It's a suggestion. Very strong suggestion. You need to watch that TV show seasons one and two, and then three. And if you noticed three started off with telling shadow why he was so important because he was a son of a God. Now, even though they're saying he's Thor's son, they're not talking about that. He was individual. So I'm just saying why, because you create the gods. You create them. How many of those people that you followed, that you gave your time and effort to, 
actually pulled through? How many of them really gave you anything? You know why? Because you aimed at something and you stayed there. In a time of uncertainty, you don't hyper-focus, okay? You hypo-focus, meaning that you have no focus. You're open to everything. This is one thing computers do too. When they are being put under pressure, what do they do? They sit back. They don't focus on one process. They try to spread it all everywhere until the one that's making the most sense to it, it goes. Again, I've told you, hypo, hyper, right? Hyper is more, hypo is less. You needed less focus, but you guys focused. Now, not only that, they also ensured that where truth was, where guidance was, where knowledge was, you did not look. Don't look there. Look at us. Don't look at CNN. Look at us. I know best. Look at me. I know this. Look at me. What have I been saying since day one? Don't listen to me. Listen to your president and trust your gut because every single person in the end pulls their own pants down. Now, that's the only reason I got up and left. And went to DC because I was like, if I go, I can show them that this is the way to go. I can solve the problem. I mean, I did this for a living where I hijacked nations. I can figure out the simplest solution that has less variables and parts. And instead, there was a psyop on a psyop on a psyop. And while people were like, well, you work for Brennan, you might be a counter psyop. I'm like, shit. Well, my shit makes sense. Yours is a rabbit hole. Let's see. What have I always said to parsimony? The most parsimonious answer is usually the right one. That's how ones and zeros go. When you can't think quantum, you think ones and zeros, right? Occam's razor. We've said this for three years now, right? Three years now, we've been talking about this. Occam's razor. The simplest answer is always the right one. So what's the simplest answer now? The simplest answer right now is to take the reins. Their project reigns is now our operation reigns. Operation reign is I'm taking control of my state because my state is still individual. And this goes back to I'm waiting. What is it? He just got it Wednesday. So by Thursday, I should have a response from Cup, the House Speaker. Remember, what was my letter to him? My letter was simple I need you to immediately create legislation within the next 14 days. At, with an emergency session that I've requested to create legislation where I can recall or slash impeach my executively appointed Congress representative to Congress and the Senate, right? Because we can't do it. They tell us we can't do it. They tell us we can't do it. This is how we do it. You make the law to let the people of Ohio do it. That's how you do it. But they're not going to want to do that. I mean, we've got a football player who just came out out of Lakeside. Look at me. I'm so famous. I took the ball home. Dude, you dropped that ball a long time ago because everybody gave you their money. They voted for you, Gonzalez. You stole their money, and then you went to impeach their president. No, you're going to be fun to play with. He's going to be a lot of fun to play with. I'm just saying. He's going to be a lot of fun. Remember, I told you to remember those faces, those Republicans. Lots of fun. Ohio's a low-hanging fruit. All of these people have dirty Enron, Weinstein, Epstein, and Wexner money. We have them dead to rights. For those of you that are doing research on your own district, guys, more props to you. I like. I got an email from one person that's investigating their district senators and congressmen. Like, holy crap. Like, I'm like, I can't wait to get a breather right now because I'm working on this election stuff on the side. 
and it's keeping me busy. But um, man, the minute I get, I will make your information that you've put in that, you know, document folder for me. So beautiful. It'll be the best report and you can hand it out to all your friends and community members. So they know exactly who they have in office. This is important, guys. We can't have these people going. We want house moms, right? We want house dads, you know? We need regular people in the house. We need regular people in the state. And since Ohio is so easy to take, let's do it. Let's start. And I know South Carolina is getting hot. Love South Carolina. We need to replace Lindsay too. I mean, you guys can file for that. I mean, that clown, if you need help with that, I still have that video with him and that little boy somewhere, I think, maybe. Not really. Did I just say that? Take that back. So <laughs> he has it too. I sent it to him. So, um... Or just saying, I don't have it anymore. I sent it to him. So if you need anything, you know, you can always. <laughs> oh man, I don't have so. Lindsey Graham irritates me so much, so much, so much. Irritates me so much. Now, what else irritates me is people that flippity flop. Here's a flippity flopper that everyone's gonna put there. The minute you see Cassandra Fairbanks, who's code pink, right? She's not your friend. She's not your friend. She's code pink. You know what code pink is, right? If not, uh, this is a danger to every American and to our constitutional rights and freedom of speech. When you have a situation where you have these, okay, we're going to pick and choose which one of you get to have a voice and which ones do not. And they're able to do this through this legal immunity provided to them under Section 230, which I worked uh, for a long time in Congress to try to get reformed or, or, or taken away. Uh -huh. um, and they're able to continue to move forward in a way that undermines our constitutional rights and, and free speech. And so a lot of people on this argument, they say, well, you know, you, the First Amendment doesn't apply to private companies. But actually, when you've got these organizations, they're really private monopolies. It's a very different story, right? It's not only a different story because you have monopoly. It's also uh, there's precedent. There's legal precedent. If you look back through rulings, the Supreme Court has made in the past with regards to these mm -hmm. these public square type of situations, whether that square is owned by a private corporation or not whether it's physical or virtual, uh, our First Amendment rights still stand and that corporation doesn't get to decide who gets to come in and speak on their soapbox in that town square and who doesn't. Yeah. Let's move to another um, area you've been very vocal on. I, I know in your, in your presidential campaign, peace was such a central part of that. Um, I, you talked about that all the time. It seems to me you're seeing the opposite in some of President Biden's cabinet picks. It's unfortunate. You know, I, I heard you talk earlier in the show about the revolving door. We see the same revolving door in a lot of President Biden's uh, nominees and people he's appointed to these positions and particularly disappointed in the person that he chose to serve as Secretary of State, primarily because in this position where he's supposed to be our country's chief diplomat to try to negotiate and broker peace, uh, he's somebody in Tony Blinken. He's got a long history of actually advocating for regime change wars, one after the other, after the other, mm. after the other, whether you're talking about Iraq or Libya or Syria. And the common theme throughout each of these is even as he looks back, he's not that I've seen expressed regret or learned from those tough lessons that so many in the country have. He has simply said, well, you know what? In Libya and in Syria, we should have done more. The problem was that we just didn't do enough war in order to what come out with with an outcome that's different from the failed state that we are seeing now with the people in these countries suffering and terrorists having uh, a large strongholds there further increasing the threat to our national security this is this is a big problem and a big concern and and it remains to be seen whether 
Who, whose policies are going to come forward? Are they Tony Blinken's or are they President Joe Biden's? Yeah, very well. Your voice is so important on this. We appreciate it. No, it's not. Her voice means fuck all. Okay, let me tell you what voice really counts. Yours. Remember Dan Crenshaw? I got a lot of heat from a lot of you over a year ago when I said he's a tool, right? When I said he's just using those, it's those Republicans or patriots that had like that note card with the, oh, he ticks this box. Look, he lost his eye. Look, he's a, he's this. He could jump out of an airplane. Look, but then they don't look at all the other stuff. You know what the news should be talking about? Real news should be talking about how all the corporations said, if you don't accept Biden as your president, we're not giving you money, Republicans. Well, they don't need your money. They need the people's money. Wait, hold on a second. Wait, you mean they do need your money? Oh, you mean you select who goes into office. That's the real news. That's where you need to pay attention. That's the problem. The corporations. The corporations are the problem. No one's talking about that. I would have loved to see, you know, Greg Kelly or anyone like that just sit there and say, wait a minute. Um... Who cares, Google, if you're not going to give me any money, right? Who cares, Walmart, AT&T, who else? You saw that list. That was a huge-ass list. Who cares if you're not going to give me money? The people are going to help me run. And by the way, why do we need to spend money to win again? Why is it that we have to spend millions of dollars? Oh, look at me. I raise more money than my opponent. Why do you need to raise money? Yeah, you need some money. You need to be able to go places. You need to be able to put your stuff together. Yeah, but who's going to give you that money? You're going to wait for Walmart to pay you? Then Walmart owns you. You need Google to pay you? Then Google owns you. You need Jack Dorsey to pay you? Then he owns you. The only people that matter are the people. That's it. That's why I don't do advertising. That's why I don't have advertisements. I don't get any, uh, you know, sponsored by. Yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> with God. But I rely on the people. I have like 200 and, uh, 211 subscribers on Subscribestar, right? That's badass. I got 221 people that help me pay for my website and pay me for my time that, that I do all this research and put things together and fight, fight, fight because I can't take phone calls or actually work like a job, Right. I, I have that because the only people that matter are the people. If the news were dependent on you and you had the choice to subscribe to CNN, I'll tell you they'd be singing a different tune right now if they didn't have big corporations funding them. If they didn't have Merrill Lynch paying for ads. They'd have absolutely nothing. The people are the only thing that matter. So the real news is, is damn, these companies came out in public and said, if you're contesting the elections, we're not giving you money. And these clowns that are in D.C. that have gotten a taste of what it's like to work for Congress, the Senate, the administration with the nice gym memberships and writing off travel and getting the nice foods and the nice meals, right? Uh, don't want to give that up. What? No, 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 no. That's why when the GOP sends me emails, if I can respond, I'm like, fuck, I'm not giving you anything. Every time I get spammed, it's like delete, 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 delete. I've been unsubscribing like crazy. I don't want to hear it. The only person I want to hear from are the people that I trust. And that's the president. That's the only one I want to listen to. President Trump. That's it. He's my president. I don't serve Biden. I don't agree with increasing diabetics cost in medication. It's not their fault. Their pancreas 
or well, you know, it's it's science's fault, but whatever. You know, I it's it's ridiculous. I don't want to go to war with Russia. Russia's got enough on their plate. They got Europe and China to deal with. You know why we're adding ourselves to the mix? <laughs> to make them Chinese real quick. Because they got a lot of land and China needs the Arctic. And even though Putin gave them access to the Arctic, right? He brought them in. They want to take it over. Putin knows that. He's, he's, he's fighting on all fronts. Fighting on all fronts. I'm not a Putin friend. But he's got a lot of geography. And he's got a lot of hardcore historical Christians. Dang. And at least he calls it what it is. Dang. And then we've got Africa. Damn, the, the Africans are losing their mind. South Africa is now the headquarters of the UN and Interpol. That's what's up. They've come into the dark continent and they will take it like nobody's business. Why do you think Dorsey's there? Money, money, money. Meanwhile, in the US, you know, we're infighting rather than joining forces. The only way to join forces is to evict the people that think they have power. And that we can do, period. And that's what we're going to do. They have no choice. They're toast. They're done. We're in control. It's finished. Boom. They could say whatever they want, but it's over. The show's over. Um, during uh, that video while it was playing, I just wanted to tell you, I saw uh, a text that came through. Apparently, California has abolished uh, the rip quo warranto, and it has like some other stipulations in order to do it, which is pretty bad. It's not good. It's, it's really not good. So it doesn't matter. California, Massachusetts, as the as these things are manifesting, because right now I'm just focusing on Ohio. Get that done, then we'll go to the next one. I, I just wanted to say, don't worry. We'll take care of it. I mean, it's kind of like red flag laws. You know how they do it? If 30 states, if more than 25 states vote for a law, then they make it more federal. Well, we're going to take the nation. And remember, Every single election that has been won, they've always won the state of Ohio. Ergo, President Trump won. I don't care what anybody says. The election was stolen. That's fact. That's truth. Period. They stole it right in front of you, and they did it shamelessly. They not only did it shamelessly, they bullied you saying, if you say anything against it, you're toast. We're going to take your job. We're going to put you in a box. We're going to make Wikipedia pages about you. We're going to talk shit about you. We're going to maim you so hard. You will never be able to step outside again. Well, all right, bring it, bring it. I used to do that for a living. Bring it. <laughs> I know exactly how to revert it. And the way you revert it is by serving crow. That's how we're going to do it. You know, one thing uh, that I have also pushed is to get rid of Voice of America. I mean, is Voice of America really our voice? Mm. Are they telling us what we're supposed to be in the know about? Are they being truthful? Why is no one making noise that corporations are telling people, sit down, be obedient, or we're not giving you money? That's a question you should all be asking yourself. You're not wearing a mask? Gulag. You're not abiding by social distancing? Gulag. You're not accepting the election results that we stole and we know we stole, but it doesn't matter because we don't want Trump because he's making us poor? Gulag. They're rounding a bunch of people up, aren't they? They're rolling everybody up now in a bow. Why are they rolling them up? Gulag? I don't know. I mean, there's 100K on Ali's head. You know, I can easily take that, but I'm going to sit back and relax. That would be too easy. And I don't want that. That would be way too easy. So on that note, guys, it's the first of the month. It's about the parties getting started. I didn't find a cover for it. But what I did find is like this awesome mashup. And it's from Germans again. 
and it's a really old one. I hope that the sound comes through great. I actually like listening to it because it's two songs that I really like, and I hope you like it too. And for those of you on Twitch, we're going to do a raid right after the song. So, um, and before I go, my Ohioans, I am so proud. Wednesday, we're going to have that Zoom call, all of us together to kind of coordinate because uh, I am hoping that tomorrow I get to, to by tomorrow night, I want to have the final draft drafted um, so that um, we can, um, you know, all read it. I'm going to make it as simple as possible. I won't put all the annexes. I'll be referring them. So you don't have like, a, I'll have the huge packet on the Dropbox that we're all sharing. Uh, but I'm really excited. All of you, we're making history and that's the way it should have been. I told you months and months ago, don't focus on the elections. Focus on the real work that we have to do that starts in 2021. And this is it. Because no matter how well the script is put out, the movie never come to the end. It'll just keep perpetuating and have pockets and be one of those slow rolling <laughs> films if all the actors don't do their part. So um, uh, God bless everyone. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Same time, same place. On that note, let's enjoy this little German group. Couldn't hold me back They're gonna rip it up Taking their time right behind my back And I'm talking to myself at night Because I can't forget Back and forth through my mind Behind a cigarette And the message coming from my eyes Says leave it alone